0: welcome back to another episode of the shut the hell up and sell podcast i am your host Ronel richards the the author of shut the hell up and sell if you have not gone out and got your copy of the book yet, make sure you get out there and, and, and get it ASAP. We're on Amazon. You can go to our website, shut the hell up and sell and not only get your copy of the book, but listen to previous episodes of this podcast where I bring on just dynamic leaders and sales to share their stories, to share some practical and tactical advice. And let me, let me tell you guys, every single episode is different. So the piece of the advice that our leaders are giving is different every single episode, and it's been rapid fire. So uh, make sure that you If you haven't watched all those episodes or listened to them, whichever way you feel more comfortable, because we're on every podcast platform, and also YouTube for video, Spotify for video, and the the ShutTheHellUpAndSell.com website, make sure you get there and check out all these previous episodes. Now to this week's episode. I am joined by a friend from the Great White North. Is that what, is that what they call it now? Canada? Canada is like the Great White North, right? Is that is that, was, that what we're supposed to good. say? That,
1: yeah. <laughs> as, as long as I can say Atlanta the way that I want to say it, then we're good.
0: How do you want to say it, Derek?
1: No, I said I learned I can't say ATL because then everybody laughed. So
0: ah, uh, you that. know what? And I think it might have a little bit to do with that slight Canadian accent too. Right. Like yep, when you enough. say it, it just it just doesn't hit quite right, you know. Yeah. As uh, yeah. you know, for those for those that don't know, I am an Atlian I live in <laughs> in Atlanta, and this is a conversation Derek and I had before. Derek, welcome to the platform, man. It's a pleasure to have awesome.
1: you on. Yeah, it's great to uh, great to be here and chat with you, bud.
0: Yeah. Oh, see, you're so Canadian. I love it. But that's what we're- <laughs> Yeah. I love it. So, if you guys uh again, you've been checking out the episodes, you know, I've got friends all over the globe that have been checking in and being part of this program. And uh, but Derek, my friend, you are our first Canadian. I want to nice. welcome you again to the platform. And as we get things started, if you could just hop in really quick and tell folks what it is that you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um I'm the Chief Inspiration Officer for Sacred Line Consulting and I, I had to pick my C-suite title and I had to make it actually something that was kind of fun. So I didn't want to be CEO. I didn't want to be COO. So I decided CIO is my chief inspiration officer. Uh, launched this business 10 months ago, which is really wicked. Um, doing consulting primarily in financial services and with law firms to help really people to understand what is the difference between sacred and important. Um, mm. I think it's the one thing that we don't spend enough time actually distinguishing. It's important to get up and brush your teeth and have breakfast. But what what's sacred, right? What are your non-negotiables? And just being able to help people facilitate a change of life to to live in alignment with with their core principles and their core values. And I think, right, like that's really what attracted me to to connecting with you. And it's been amazing because it's been a friendship that just started right away, which is neat.
0: I love it. Well, you know, it's, it's the thing is when you, you find out when, when there's great alignment, it usually doesn't take a long time to figure that out. Right. Like, uh, and I think for us, there's some, some past experiences. There's some philosophies starting with, I want to go, let's make sure that we're shouting out your book. Stop stalling, start selling people stop stalling and start i love it um and what i love about your book is that you're really leaning into a lot of what we're 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 talking about and shut the hell up and sell which is philosophy you're a storyteller like myself so you know telling stories to help people better understand philosophy on selling and, and to connect them with what you know i believe to be um you know successful um not just successful strategies, but just a successful mentality for, you know, how we go about and, and how we do business and, and, uh, how we really embrace this profession. So that leads me to my very first question for you, my friend. So we want to put a number to it. I want to know when you started your sales career, when did you first start getting a, a check to sell and what were you doing?
1: Uh, getting a check to sell. My first sales yeah. job was lemonade in my backyard selling to the golfers <laughs> um, growing up at four years old, but um, If yeah, I had a dollar
0: I, for every time someone told me that one, I'd probably have like, I don't know, a thousand bucks right now. But... All,
1: all your, you'd have all the dollars? Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I'll um, tell you, that's that's very pretty common amongst us sales folks, right? Like the lemonade you know, stand. Yeah,
1: I think it's natural, it's inherent, right? Like it's something mm-hmm. that I've been my entire life. So to to pinpoint where did that start, it really did start when I was four years old selling lemonade on the street, um, and then mm-hmm. it goes into selling oranges, and then it goes into selling you know the things to support the school, and then going into restaurants and selling in the restaurants because the rest right the restaurant is that upsell experience do we add the mushrooms do we add the cheese do we add the mm. you know the cheese sauce on the mm-hmm. side kind of thing to, to how do we get that average check up but it it creates that mindset and that mentality so um but my first official sales job making money which i really sucked at um was selling cars <laughs> okay. and I sold Volkswagens and I went into Volkswagen and I said, I'd like to work here. And they said, well, we're not hiring salespeople. You should go try Honda. And I said, but I didn't come here to sell Hondas. I came here to sell Volkswagens. And they're like, well, how many resumes do you have? I said, I brought one because it's uh-huh. for here and I want to start and I want to work here. And they said, okay, cool. You start Tuesday. Um, so talked myself so in, into so, that. So first your first gig
0: job. is on uh, was was on a, on a car lot. Which yeah. you sold them into giving you the opportunity, which I love. Yeah, great. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it turns out I really sucked at selling cars. Um I was Okay, I was, why? Well, because I kept t- telling people not to buy them. Um, <laughs> which honestly it was the conversation. I think that's what got me over to the financial planning world, but to have a conversation with somebody to say, hey, you're two years into your vehicle payment or you're three years into your vehicle payment it's probably not time to buy another vehicle you should just drive this one and focus on other things and i think that's really what drew me to the financial services world was the planning Mm -hmm. aspect of how do we help people actually put money away rather than encouraging people to spend the money so when i sold cars i i didn't sell leather i didn't sell sunroofs um Leather's beautiful, but it's more expensive. But it's super hot in the summer, and up here in the wintertime, it's super cold and freezes your butt. So,
0: um,
1: uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't great at doing that, but it led me into the financial services business, into the insurance business, and I think that's really where I started to take off. So,
0: so more more in a, a cell that's more directly c- connected to service and, and being of service to people. It sounds yeah, like that's and kind to of help what you people move into. Right. How
1: do, how do we improve your financial position rather than how do we continue to challenge that? Ah. Right. If, if, if you take that, I think, right. It really does align with service to go. Nobody likes to buy life insurance. Nobody wants to think about needing it. And mm-hmm. and in reality, you don't need it, but, mm-hmm. but it's a great thing to have. It buys you time. Right. right. And I, I think that's the biggest thing that insurance does is it buys you the time to make decision. I always say that, you know, the difference between a good decision, and a bad decision is how long you have to make it. Uh-huh. Right? How long? So- how long is your runway? How How long do you have to, to make that good decision really impacts the quality of the decision that you're going to make?
0: Oh, that's a good takeaway. I like that. Yeah. Rewind that folks go ahead and hit that little button and go back 15 seconds and listen to nice. that again. I want to take you back to your experience in cars, your yeah. first experience in like professional sales or getting a check to, to sell something. Tell me something positive, something that you learned from your, that first sales gig.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, it's, it's the features right. Versus the benefits. And you're not selling an airbag. You're selling the fact that it's going to keep your family alive.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Right. When I used to sell cars, I'd I'd open up the front door of the car and I'd just plunk myself and sit in the window. And I'd sit on the edge of the door and everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't sit on the door. And I'm like, yeah, but it's built proper. So if you get in an accident, you guys are going to be safe. Mm -hmm. Right. But you bring that playfulness into selling the benefit of what the actual feature does, because whether it has a two and a half liter or 2.8 or a 3.2 or however many who gives a shit, right? Like, yeah, um, it really matters. What is that engine going to do for you? What is the benefit that's going to bring that forward? And how do you bring that benefit forward in a playful way, but still drive the message home the the reason that I sat on the window ledge in the door was super intentional, because the reaction you get from the client is going, oh, man, maybe you shouldn't sit on that door. And I'm like, yeah, but they're they're great cars. They're built strong. They're gonna keep your family safe. They're gonna make sure that if something happens to you, you're you've got the best chance of being okay. But instead of saying that out loud, I just sat in the window ledge. Right. So how do you portray that benefit versus just explaining the benefit? I think that's probably the biggest thing that I learned there.
0: Wow, what a great First lesson to learn, um, it takes it takes people a long time to learn that that lesson, and that's something that I actually talk about in the book: is how do we get down to? It's about personal impact. It's about emotional yeah. impact, right? When we talk about in sales, we talk about features and when you go to your corporate sales gig, right? And you go to your corporate sales training, and they say, "Okay, here's our product. Here's the right. the the value, the, the value props, the features and benefits, and." And it's always so cold and there's, and it's missing that personal impact. Right. And you learn that in, in, in the car sales world to go ahead and translate those features to the personal impact. And that's why we talked in the book, we talk about like really understanding what matters the most to a customer, what matters most to your prospect, what's going on in their world. Once you understand that. Then you can go ahead and create craft solutions that help impact the things that they care about. So what a terrific lesson. Guys, okay, we are dropping Uh, just like rapid fire gems on this. So make sure, (laughs) tell your friends, rewind, uh, write some quotes down, put it on some sticky notes, put it on the wall, whatever you got to do. All right. I'm going to keep this show moving, though, because we could do this all day. Derek, so my next question for you is um, I I really I want to ask you to to shout someone out from your career. And and here's why this is important. A lot of what we learn in sales is uh, are those best lessons we didn't learn at some corporate training or some corporate retreat. We learned from a colleague, from a peer, from a manager, someone yeah. that put their arm around us or maybe kicked us in the butt and shared some lessons with us, gave us some mentorship. And that's how we've that's how we continued to progress the, the profession and to pay it forward. So I'd like to give you the opportunity to shout out someone from your career, someone that mm-hmm. made an impact in your life and how you do business, how you sell in a positive way. Who would you like to shout out?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. So this, this name hasn't come up in a while, but his name is Kevin Wallace and Kevin was a general manager at the restaurant that I worked at, um, mm-hmm. while going through university and Kevin always talked about the customer is not always right, but the customer is always first. And I think it's it's one of the biggest things that we have to drive home, right? In any sales environment that we're in, I think if there's one lesson that's impacted me more than anything else, that message from Kevin to go, the customer is not always right because they're wrong, but they're still first. And if we can take that lens and we can take that perspective into our sales relationships, then it doesn't move us into that subservient. Just because you're in sales doesn't mean that you're there just to serve, right? We're there to educate. We're there to mentor. We're there to facilitate a conversation to get somebody to that end product. But if we have that, the customer's always right attitude, then it puts us in that kind of servant mode. And and it really isn't what we are in sales. In sales, we are there to educate. We are there to mentor. We are there to drive the process forward but switching the lens and the perspective from the customer being right to the customer being first i think to me kevin kevin's message was probably one of the biggest ones i've had in my career
0: wow shout out to kevin wallace kevin that's fire that's fire derek thank you for sharing that um you know so much of i i i think that's that's a a mistake that a lot of sellers make, especially earlier on in their career is to put themselves in that subservient position, right. And, and not put them. And so what it does is it makes you intimidated, right. You're intimidated to make that phone call to, to that C level or, you know, it, it compromises your ability to, to, to really serve, right. And to really, and to create solutions and to um, you know, just put yourself on the same level as that person you're sitting across the table from, because at the end of, at the, end of the day, what we're doing is these, these are business relationships, right? And no one wants to do business. Speaking from my, with my decision maker hat on decision, make bosses want to work with bosses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, that's the, that's my decision maker hat. So like you are there at the table seller because you can provide something that they don't have and they may possibly need. But, um, you know, I think the way that you position yourself, the way that you go about that, those conversations and and negotiations, um, if you're going about it to your point in a way to where it helps to, or where you are, you are on equal playing field, right? You're at the same level, you're looking eye to eye. Um, you're going to, You're going to get that respect level for one like that's that's the worst if you don't have if you don't have that like no one wants to do business with someone they don't respect no one wants to have relationships with someone that they don't they don't respect so um tell me how that lesson has impacted your your life and your careers there may be a specific example or maybe just general philosophy
1: yeah. You know, honestly, I think it's just, it's molded my philosophy. It's molded the way that I think it's molded the way that I present, right? Whether I'm selling mm-hmm. life insurance or mutual funds or cars or whether I'm selling right now, my coaching services. Um, there's times where we're going to disagree with what our client says, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we have to admit that they're right and we're wrong. Right. It, it puts that power. And I think you hit it right on the head that is that level playing field. Right? Mm -hmm. It's going, okay, you're here, and I'm here. And we're just two people having a conversation. But if you're always right, and I'm always wrong, then we're like this, and we're playing this game. And this game doesn't work really well. Because how is this person person supposed to impact this person's life?
0: Yeah, unless
1: we're like this? Yeah. And that the fact that, yeah, they're first 100% they're paying the bill, they're buying the car, they're buying the product, they're buying the widget. But it doesn't mean they're right Mm -hmm. and and that's okay and that's it's so important to to understand and to digest that
0: yeah that's a fire lesson I love it okay um it's storytelling time my friend cool so let's uh Mm -hmm. go ahead and put your you're up there um you probably got a nice little sweater that you can throw on because it's cold up there we're going to do our Mr. Rogers story time (laughs) storytelling time (laughs) it is time for you to tell a story And what I'd like is a story and I know you're terrific at this and guys uh, make sure you get out there and and pick up, stop stalling, start selling where it's full of, of, of great stories. Um, but Derek, I want you to choose one of those stories to share with our audience and again guys if you haven't listened to the podcast before it's your first time these are stories to better educate you and better connect you with with philosophy so you understand how to do business and why we as you know folks that have been doing this for a little while why we believe that the way that we believe and uh, the, the reason why we believe these things is because we've had experiences and stories like Derek is about to, sh- to share from our lives and from our careers that have helped to formulate the philosophy. So my friend, the mic is yours. It's storytelling time. Yeah. What you got?
1: You know, it's really interesting. So I was, I was thinking originally when you mentioned this question, I was going to tell one story about my worst, most terrible, horrible day in sales. Um, But I had a, I was reading through some LinkedIn posts this morning and it was a a friend of mine and she made this post about, she goes, I should have decided to do this sooner. Mm -hmm. She left the corporate world, started her own company. And and it made me think about the word decide. And this is one of the chapters in the book. But if we think about that suffix, C-I-D-E. So that suffix exists in the word homicide, regicide, suicide, pesticide. Mm -hmm. So homicide, kill somebody else. Suicide, kill yourself. Regicide, kill the king. Pesticide, killing insects and animals. And the word decide is to put to death all other options. And and I was thinking about that this morning. I thought, you know what? This is the story that we have to share today about deciding to do something. Because everybody's like, oh, I decided to lose weight. This is a great time of year for that, right? Our our New Year's resolutions. I've decided that I'm going to be great in sales. I've decided that I'm going to improve my marriage. I'm going to improve my health. I'm going to improve my fitness. I'm going to improve this. But nobody understands how powerful that word is. Mm. And when you look at that word decide and that the word decide to put to death all other options. Mm. And That like that word has had such an impact on me to just to understand and to learn the impact that that has when you go, I've decided I'm going to do this, I've decided I'm going to get a better job, or I'm going to move or I'm going to start my life over again, or I'm going to leave a relationship, but decide almost right in the way that we look at it previously almost gives you permission to not do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, I decided Mm -hmm. to do this,
1: Ah, but it didn't happen. So who cares? It's good but when you understand the definition of that word i think it's it's probably one of the most impactful things that we can bring with us to go i've decided i'm going to be successful in business so nothing is going to stand in my way nothing is going to change my determination and my drive and my resilience and my focus and my courage to go and achieve that goal because i've decided to do it i have put to death all other options and i think i think that's the lesson i think that's the story the the story exists for all of us About wow
0: um can you put that on a t-shirt yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow that's powerful yeah I you've just challenged my thought I've never I, we, I that's one of those words that I I mean we ever really looked up the definition of it like yeah. and really it is far more definitive than yeah. Or it can be if we give it that power, right? right? And we, and we respect it. And when we make a decision and we decide if we take it, if we, if we, we take it with that sort of seriousness yeah. and, and lean into those decisions that we make with that sort of, you know, with that level of intensity. I mean, how can that impact your success? Yeah. You know, wow. Wow. Powerful. And Tell every, me, like every
1: other word with that suffix is powerful. Homicide, powerful. Suicide, powerful. Decide. Three out of ten. But when we understand it, it, it that's a ten out of ten word. That's a power word.
0: Is that a a, a recent revelation for you, or is this a, or is this something that you you came to appreciate before? reading the you know the post you know
1: i don't know where i learned that i don't know where i picked it up along the way i think you know we pick up so many good nuggets but there's certain stories there's certain things that just stick with you throughout your career and i right it's a great constant reminder to bring you back to just go this is a power word that's a 10 out of 10 word it's not a three out Mm. of 10 word but but we throw it around like it's disposable
0: how do you use it how has it impacted your decision making and, and, you know, and, and, and your, your journey to success and and business, like, how do you use it?
1: You know, I've probably used it much more with conversations with others, Mm -hmm. but it's a real good call out when you're having a chat with somebody and they said, Oh, I've decided that I'm going to do this this year. And I'm like, cool, Ron L, what are you doing this year? And he's, like, I've decided to do this. Oh, okay. We've decided to do this. So what does that mean? Right. To I think it's, it's about translating the power of that word to other people. That, there, you just that, changed that, the
0: game. Yeah. I don't even know if you know that you just changed the game. <laughs> there are leaders listening to this, including yours truly, that yeah. will use that As a tool for coaching and mentoring, a powerful one, because, you know, we go through, you know, sales leaders that are listening to this or entrepreneurs, you know, you've got people that report to you and, and they say that sort of thing, like, yeah, Yeah. I've decided to do this and I've decided to do that. And I will probably forever now pause when I hear that and think about this conversation and use that in a way that I've never used it before as a tool for coaching and mentoring. And helping my people that I'm tasked with leading and mentoring and coaching to be way more just to to take that word way more seriously and put the action in place behind it, right? It's not a passive word. Um, It is. Putting as my friend has just educated me, it is putting to death all other options. When you yeah. if you replace the word and say putting to death, hey, <laughs> Derek, yeah. I have decided to put to death all other options for my sales success. Right. <laughs> but this one, oh my God, that is way more <laughs> intense. That is yeah. way more serious. That brings a a much deeper level of of focus to yeah. you know to to your to whatever it is you're trying to achieve. I love it. Oh, we're done. Yeah. Listen, man. No mics okay. off. Cool. Podcast over. <laughs> Merrick. See you nice to see you. See you next time. <laughs> wow, great stuff, man. Um okay. Uh, I could go on and on on, on that, but yeah. w- we got to keep it moving. Um hey, first I want everyone to know I Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us and listen to, and and watch these great episodes. And this one is a banger. Um, <laughs> there's no better honor that you can give us than your time. Um, th- there just isn't. So I want you to know that I appreciate it and out of respect for it. That's why we keep this thing, these things moving and try to keep them to 30, only because uh, I want you guys to get these gems and get you and give you enough to go out there and, and and knock it dead and, 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 um, in your, your career and in whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life. All right. So we're moving to my, my final question for you, Derek, which is, this is the tactical, um, tactical part of our podcast. This is where you share a tip piece of advice, something that people can take. You've already just dropped so many gems, but something someone can take away from this and put some action to, to start seeing some more success in their, their business or their sales activities. Yeah. What would you like to share? Hmm. You know, I
1: think I reflect back on the last 10 months of running my business Hmm. and I was afraid to do it. Right. I had a comfy job corporate job making good money i'm the sole income earner my wife we're in a traditional relationship my wife is home with the kids the kids are in school we've got the mortgage we've got bills all of that stuff to pay for and venturing out on my own was really scary um but what i've noticed in the last 10 months is that when you get to the other side and you've accomplished it you realize it wasn't that scary all yeah. along. Right? I've been wanting to write a book for three years. Um, I wrote 40% of that book in three days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I accomplished it. And it went bestseller and bestseller is its own story. But right, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. I was afraid of doing a TED Talk. Somebody said, Derek, you should do a TED Talk. Um, now I'm doing one in January. Um, I was afraid of starting my own company and venturing out on my own. And now we're 10 months in and we're seven people on the team and we're you know, looking at this expansion upwards of 30 to 40 different consultants on the platform. But realizing that when you're on the flip side of it and you look back, when you're, when you've passed the line and you look back behind you, it wasn't as hard to get there as you thought it was gonna be. And I think that would be my advice for anybody who's listening to this, for anybody who's watching this, if you're afraid to do it and what you want to do aligns with your core values and it aligns with your principles and, you know, we call it the sacred line is if it aligns with your statement, with the anthem, right? Um, then do it because it's not that hard writing. a You wrote a book. I wrote a book. of people they say have a book in their mind, but 0.1% of people actually end up writing a book. So, right, huge accomplishment, but now looking back at this going, your second book's gonna be easier. Your third book's gonna be easier. Your second business is gonna be easier. Your next business after that's gonna be easier because you've done it and you've accomplished it. I think the amount of fear going into something that may start to tail off but also that challenge continues to increase Hmm. so we achieve this with this much fear versus before we achieved this with this much fear and this with this much fear right as we progress and as we move forward and as we continue to push we realize that what we did actually wasn't that scary
0: so was there anything that you did Uh, any tools that you took advantage of, or any, any way that any, anything specific that you did to kind of address those fears or to combat those fears or to get yourself over, over that hump?
1: And I think, I think we decided, I decided to do it, my wife and I decided to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? We live in a ski town, we live in a ski resort. So I'm three minutes from the chairlift, and I can be skiing in half an hour from from where I'm sitting right now. And we always wanted to move here. And so a year and a half ago, we did. And it's been amazing. And, it, and it's funny, because people are like, man, you're so lucky to live in a ski resort. And I'm like, okay, hey, cool. If you want to know the secret. Here's the secret. And I'm like, you got a pen? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so it's www dot realtor.com and it will show you all the places that are for sale in the place that you want to live the most. (laughs) And all you've got to do is just make that decision and go do it because once you're through it, you look back and go, man, that wasn't that hard. That wasn't that scary. That's achievable because I had the resilience to push myself forward and actually live by my non-negotiables and live by my morals and live by my values. And then everything else in life starts to make sense.
0: Nice. All right, my friend, um, this has been truly a pleasure, and some fantastic nice. wisdom nuggets that have come out of this. So, um, next, Derek, where, where can people get a hold of you, and what's the best way for them to to reach you?
1: Yeah. Um, so sacredline.ca. That's our website. You know, I'm, I'm super easily, uh, reachable there. And then second of all is uh www You don't need to read this.com. Um, that will bring you to the book link so you can pick up a copy of stop Stalling, and start selling a lot of the stories we talked about today are explained in further detail in there.
0: Guys, we'll also have Derek's information in the show notes. Um, make sure that you again, get out there and get his book. Um, reach out to them. Are you are you working with clients uh, outside of Canada or or just in Canada? Yeah, what's, yeah, what's absolutely.
1: Preference? So my primary base is in is in Canada, obviously, but in the U.S. as well. Um, so yeah, primarily working in financial services and in the legal field. Yeah, um, and then if I could, you know, recommend another book is make sure you get this one.
0: <laughs> hey, I sure hope so, man. You guys listen to the podcast. Hope you got your copy of Shut the Hell Up and Sell. Um, and hey, that Canadian exchange rate is working in our favor, Americans. Just so <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, right now it's a good look. Okay. Derek, this has been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you again for taking the time to hang out with us. Um, family, make sure you reach out to, to, to Derek. And at the end of the day, if you don't forget. Remember anything from this podcast, which I know you will, because there were so many great nuggets. Rewind, be kind, rewind, listen to them again. Uh, Make sure that you um, binge all of our other episodes, which you can watch on every, listen to and watch on every single platform. But I must remind you all of one thing as we close. If you don't remember anything... You don't remember not one word that comes out of my mouth. Remember this. Shh. Say less. See you next time, guys.
1: Beautiful. Thanks, buddy.
0: Hey, guys. It's Ronnell, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. If you liked it, please rate us five stars on whichever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. And while you're at it, punch that subscribe button. That way you get notified every time we drop a brand new episode. Hey, I'd also appreciate it if you went to our website, shutthehellupandsell.com and became a member. It's absolutely free and you'll have the opportunity to listen to previous episodes of our podcast, check out some of our free courses, get a copy of the book. And we'll send you sales tips and motivational nuggets from time to time. Lastly, if you'd like to book me for either appearances or speaking engagements, just send an email to my team at team at shutthehellupandsell.com.